Alright, welcome back everybody to another episode of OA News Overtime. I'm Jordan Hill with Justin Lee. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. We're back again and and in the in the flow of summer and you know as funny as the heat wave. The heat wave and you know, we might have thought you know, we can kinda coast. There's no. not gonna be a whole lot going on this summer. No, 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 no. Brother, nah, nah, nah. we were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well we knew that. We knew that. And I that's it was... how it always is. It really always you're like, yeah. Oh, this'll be easy. The month of June, what goes on in June? And it's like every day there's been yeah. something else. Yeah. Eads was like that. Eads was like, Oh, you guys are about to hit the slow period, right? And like, no, listen, the tr- the portal. The portal is alive and awake. It's the thing, too. It's <laughs> like when you're on a baseball team and you mention that there's a no-hitter. Like It's like, yeah. don't jinx it. Yeah. Or like, yeah. I can remember, I'll shout out Eric Bacharach, who used to work at the OA. Oh. I remember being at a baseball game with him, and uh, he was like, oh, man, this game's going by so fast. And I wanted to, like, you know, like, jump in front of him like there was a moving train. And, like, the next inning no. went, the next inning was, like, 45 minutes. Like, it just didn't end. You but, were in Columbus then? Yeah. He I was, was in, I was in Columbus. And he, he, was covered in, the Titans? he covered the Titans he for He did, and now he's going back to school. So he's he's getting himself a, an education edu- there. We, you know, we like that. We yeah. like school here, we, though. We, we love it, folks. We love it. Uh, we also love starting our timer <laughs> when, when the podcast starts. Over <laughs> 2 on the last two episodes of doing that. Just giving you a little assist there. Yeah, I appreciate it. Well, uh... Sort of like you were mentioning, Justin, the portal. Yeah. Uh, some news. Really, we need to start with Auburn men's basketball. Right. Uh, two big developments over the last week or so. Starting with JT Thor announced he is going to stay in the draft. He's not coming back to Auburn. As anticipated. Yeah, as we kind of expected at this point. So let's start with JT. Sure. Thoughts on that? Thoughts on his decision after just a freshman year at Auburn to to decide he's going to stay pro and and test um, you know test his stock and see where mm-hmm. he's able to go in the NBA draft. He's a freak, man. He's a freak of nature and a freak athlete, and uh, that's that's what they're loving. That's what they want to see. That's what they want out of him, and, you know, get him up there and maybe put a little muscle on him too. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, you draft – we talked about it with Sharif, man. You draft on potential. You don't have to be the best player in the, in the, in the you know, world. You have to be the best prospect in the world to go number one overall. That's what it's about, the best prospect. So he has potential through the roof. Limitless. If he can, you know, maximize that frame, the things he's able to do at his size, it's it's unreal. So, yeah, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense for him to go ahead and go. If they see that value, it was just a matter of if they saw the value, and they did. If they didn't, if they were blind to it, <laughs> then maybe come back. But they, they see the value in what he has. I agree. And, you know, the last time we talked to Bruce, or really the second to last time we talked to Bruce was in Birmingham, and he talked about JT, and he talked about – you know, he's going to get drafted, is what he said. And he said, some NBA team is going to fall in love with him. And I think that's the thing. It only takes one. Yeah. yeah. And the, the, there's going to be a team that sees his potential. Because I think we saw his potential at Auburn, you know, with the way he played in some of those games. I want to say sure. that might have been the Kentucky game that he played so well in last year. Sure. Um, and has shown, you know, it's just so funny watching him, you know, the way he shot threes and was pretty accurate for his size, mm-hmm. you know, shooting from outside. And, and obviously his frame and, and what he could be if he puts on more muscle. Mm-hmm. I think it makes a lot of sense from his standpoint. You know, I think if you're Auburn, you would have liked to have him come back. You know, he could have grew his game. And But, right. I mean, he's got a chance to be drafted. And I saw, obviously, you can only put so much stock in mock drafts, but there's mock drafts that have JT going in front of Sharif. Right. Um, so, right. you know, I don't think you can blame JT for, for this decision. You know, it was fun to watch him this past season, but if he sees a real legitimate opportunity for him to be drafted and maybe go in that first round, right. I think you can't really argue with it and, and making the most of the 
chance you have and right. you know provide for your family and, and go play pro right it's like who need and it's like who needs that guy right like you don't have to be lebron or whatever you don't have to be a top scorer to get drafted it's who needs that guy right you could be a great college player like someone like seth williams who tumbles in the draft and then a guy like jack driscoll has a long career in the nfl ahead of him because he fills a need because he's a lineman and they need those right so yeah, for JT, that's the same thing. Like somebody might need that spot, you know. So I could see him going ahead of Sharif if someone feels that they need that. So I mean, that's kind of one of the things that I feel like Auburn fans in particular, not to trash all all Auburn fans. I'll do that later. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to that. That's the third segment. When we talk about you know basketball players getting drafted and they're like, oh, he didn't score twenty points a game. Why is he going to the NBA? And it's like, well, he fills a need, just like in football, the O lineman. Fills a need. You know, there are different positions and different needs. So, yeah. Well, the thing that kind of just struck me talking about JT right now is something Bruce talked about a lot during his freshman year was that he reclassified. I mean, he very yeah. well, yeah. you know, for the guys that went to college, you know, it's got to be probably one of the younger prospects. So right. I would think that that would be intriguing. More you upside. Yeah, you compare him to someone who's a little more developed, and you may say, well, look, this guy's got a lot more room mm. to improve his game, to grow, and, and also to grow physically. I mean, you know, I, you know, he mm. may not be quite done growing yet. So right. I could see a lot of appeal. And, again, like we're saying, it just takes one team to say, we really like this guy's upside, and let's take a chance on him. Right, 100%. So switching from JT, who is, you know, going, uh, going to stay um, in the NBA draft and, and test his luck there. Uh, some more news as far as Auburn men's basketball is concerned. Desi Sills, who was going to be coming over from Arkansas, you know, turns out there have been some rumors over the last few sure, weeks sure, regarding sure. his situation. He is not coming to Auburn. He's going to go to Arkansas State. From what we can tell, you know, is a situation as far as credits. You know, his major at Arkansas is not offered at Auburn, and right. I think that was a piece of the puzzle. And Bruce said it's in his best interest academically to go somewhere else. So, so how big of a loss do you really think losing a guy like Desi, who is one, it was going to be one of two guys with SEC experience that was transferring over, is this cause for concern, or, or, or how big of a loss is not having Desi going to be for the next year's team? Well, Jordan, we'll say the quiet part out loud. Uh, the problem is you ran off Trey to get him. That's the thing. When when Desi committed is when Trey Alexander left. Yes. So uh, that's and and so but Trey it, Alexander who has since committed to Creighton. Creighton, right, right, right. But the thing is, I mean, you know, it is what it is. But um, I, you at this point, you're you're going after experience because he was an experienced guy. But like that's why they they got him. We assume is because hey, they they went through that season last year where they weren't as good as they wanted to be because they had a lot of young players like hey we need defense and experience we need so they went after Xavier Pinson went after Desi got Desi of the two of them uh so uh I, I you know now looking ahead I, you got to go after some experience to fill the roster because like we said there's two spots now because JT had one spot and Desi had the other and now so there's two spots you may not get to all 13 but you probably might get one more you could go to 11 but they could get one more so, you know, I'd say you got to go to some – see somebody at some mid-major who's, you know, a good player, experienced player. Like, hey, man, you want to play in front of 9,000 people? Here's your shot, right? Um, try to find that perfect fit. And if it's a little late, and if you can't, you know, do what you can with 11, I guess. Yeah, that's the thing that's really interesting. You know, when we talked over the last few months, honestly, when we were trying to figure out 
you know, who's going to start and what kind of situations. I feel like Desi was one of the big question marks. Is sure. he going to be a guy that's coming off the bench, where there's, which there's nothing wrong with that, right. but is he really seeing himself as a starter? And then so that's, why, that's, what, that's the thing about KD, because KD came off the bench at Georgia. Yeah. So it's like, hey, come Cal Cal, you're, you're fine with that. Yeah. You're here. And, I mean, did, you know, produced a lot, was their second leading scorer. Right. So, right. so that was a big question. Uh, with Desi, and obviously now he's not coming. And Question I would, answered, Jordan. <laughs> open and shut case. Open and shut case, <laughs> Johnson. Uh, but, you know, what, what's going to come next? You would have to think because yeah. there's two spots, they'll at least fill one. And do you maybe go try to get another guard? Because that's something that, you know, Bruce talked about. Basically the horrors of last season, they mm-hmm. were sh- so short in the backcourt. Do you right. try to just make sure that, you know, no matter what, that's not going to be an issue for us this year? Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm sure that there's more guys that are still out there in the portal that can produce, whether that's just coming off the bench or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a bigger role. But, um, you know, obviously they've gotten a lot of talent and gotten, I, I think it's fair to say, more talented than they were um, coming into the off season. Um, but but are they going to try to fill those spots or something you mentioned on you know previous podcasts? Maybe they give one of those walk-ons a scholarship because they have the opening. Buy your stock in Chris Moore. That, that makes a lot of sense. I think he's going to be playing a little more than anyone realized. A little bit more. Hey. Than anyone realized. <laughs> hey man, invest in Chris Moore. If you're an Auburn fan, you're a Chris Moore fan now because I think he might going to be playing some quality minutes. It makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it'll be, you know, again, sort of what we opened the podcast talking about. The next few weeks and months, brother, there's still going to be stuff <laughs> yeah. going on. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's going to be still moving parts. No rest for the weary. As we get ready, uh, you know, into football season, basketball and football alike will still be um, working on plenty of things and, and trying to make the most of their roster opportunity as you uh, face palm about something. Well, I just looked at the calendar. we got three weeks, and then it's July. Then it's football season. Uh- it's kind of switching gears, looking at football. Uh, Rotarius Torrance, uh, new player, new player, new friend, over new new portal pickup. There you go. Uh, they they got him uh, from Hutchinson, a guy that was really successful. Uh, you know, only gave up uh, one pass, I think, this past season. It went for like three yards. He yeah, was, man. Uh, Kansas Jayhawk Community College Defensive Player of the Year, and Hutchinson won the national championship. And the there thing you, you really liked. Yeah, we were talking about it before. Uh, he tall. <laughs> six foot three. <laughs> he's six big. Six three, one ninety five. He said there was a rumor he might be six four. Yeah, so I saw something about six four on Twitter. We Let's need get to get in the office and, and we need see. Get, a, uh, get an official see, measurement. Get an official measurement. There, but uh, so. you know, we kind of talked about this uh, on our first go of trying to record this here podcast. <laughs> There's a little behind the scenes as we go, baseball. go. Uh, Around number two, this is our the, dear viewers. the Snyder cut of uh, of our <laughs> podcast. Uh, but uh, you know, we are at the point when you're looking at talent and picking up players that you know Auburn's still got some space, so you might as well um, try to just make the most of it. If there's guys right. that interest you, if there's yeah. guys that you think can help you, um, bring them in. Worst case, they're backups, uh, and, right. or you know maybe he can come in and and carve out a role in this secondary. And obviously, they've done a, a big uh, made it a big priority to to really retool the secondary. So mm-hmm. you know he may he may not play a ton or he may wind up having a big role. But I think with what we see on paper, like just the basics about him, you can see the interest and right. you can see why it would be appealing to add somebody of his caliber to this roster. Hey, he's from Hutchinson Community College, which we we know and love. Uh, and also, there there's a couple game. couple local guys. You yeah, guys can read in uh, in Friday's paper. Uh, we got Jamari Chislam from. 
Dadeville and Caleb Coleman from Smith Station. They, yeah, they're na- they they won the Natty, man. They're yeah. national champs. But yeah. anyway, I wonder who's. I wonder there there have been other Auburn people at Hutchinson, but like Hutchinson's a pretty big community college. Yeah. Like you know, we you know obviously last chance you East Mississippi got a lot of attention, but there's been a few right. of those. And then what's the one in Texas that Cam played? Blinn. Yeah, that and one's had a lot. Nick Marshall went to Garden City. Yeah, and that was in Kansas. Yeah, Kansas. So, it Kansas seems is like a good community sp- college specifically. Yeah, yeah they have obviously you saw Bill Snyder at Kansas State. I mean, that's what those Kansas State teams, when they were rolling, they were built off the JUCO teams. Yep. Hmm, that, how about that? That was, that was how old Bill got his, uh, go. got his stuff going. Old, old Snyder family himself. Yeah. Speaking of the Snyder cut, uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, I think yeah. yeah, and we talked about last week. You get best available, so hey, man, here's this guy, six three. That's a prospect, man. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, and like we said, uh, I think I put it on Twitter. Is so smoke six three. So he's smoke size, but he's the tallest corner. So he's immediately your tallest corner. Instant impact there. You know, so I mean, imagine the matchups you're going to be able to put him on. Like you know, I even said in the group with Reed Gilbert, right? Like yeah, yeah, like a big guy. You're going to need somebody on him. So especially goal line situation, throw him in there for that. So that's there's an instant. He brings something immediately. I think so. That's a good pickup if he can play and he's six three. Bring him on. I agree. And, you know, we talked about last week on maybe them needing another receiver, and you still probably have room to do that. Um, don't know the exact roster numbers with all the, the going and coming uh, as far as the portal goes. Um, but, you know, again, this is kind of the point in the year, and, you know, we're not really that far away from fall camp to um, – you're probably kind of wrapping up any additions you're going to make. But I see the appeal there, and we'll see what he's able to do. Right. Awesome. So, Football transfers. Should we – Address the elephant in the room, Jordan. Let's do it. Again. Oh, yes, and the, the, I'm telling you guys, you missed a great – I mean, the, we would have won awards for we'll the discussion again. we had. We're going to do it again. Here but we go. But speaking uh, – We like might it. can keep it more focused this time because I went off on a ledge. It was about a nine-minute just absolutely <laughs> – just tearing down the system. You can't trust the system, folks. Um, but speaking of roster numbers – Right, right, right. Big conversation. We're recording this on Wednesday – Right. The Athletic, who's got great reporters, had a great story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicole Auerbach and Max Olson d- diving into roster numbers. There's a hard cap of Pretty 25. Pretty sure it was Max Olson. Yeah, we'll, we'll give Max a credit. He was on my podcast, so we'll <laughs> give him credit. Unless, ready Player uh, Run? Yeah, he nice. was on there. He's a big NCAA player. What's your, what's your Ready Player One Twitter? What are, how do people find you? Uh, Plug it. By me. I don't have a Twitter. Okay. Uh, anywho. Jordan Davis. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> there is a hard cap with your signing classes where you can only sign 25. And right. it was put in place because you had uh, people like Houston Nutt at Ole Miss and Arkansas before that that would sign 31 or 32. The guys would come in, there wouldn't be room for them, and then you'd have to, you know, blue shirt, gray shirt, red, white, and blue, whatever, you yeah. know, shirt you got to do to uh, manipulate the numbers and get them to, to you know, find right. space for them on your roster. Right. And and it's already are, janky because you have an 85 limit. You can sign 25, so like 15 magically are accounted for people getting arrested and kicked off the team or whatever, right? So there's a lot of discussion, and this story was from the coach's perspective of, you know. The coach's perspective. We don't have a lot of wiggle room because of transfer portal. We should kind of get rid of that cap or maybe rethink the cap. And, Justin, you had some thoughts. As I like to call it, the coach's perspective. Uh, what are the millionaires complaining about today? Uh so, yeah, uh, uh, my thing is like, and this is my immediate response is like, oh, okay, 
I'm going to say this again so that the camera doesn't die on us. Do again. your best, Jim Carrey. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it again real closely, right? Oh, I'm sorry. The players are becoming less replaceable? I can't replace these guys leaving? My athletes are becoming irreplaceable? Good. Good. I'm glad. I want them to be more valuable, right? Like, I don't understand this thing where it's like, oh, well, we need to be able to replace these guys. No, you don't. You need to be able to get them in school and keep them there. Good. I did that thing again. Yeah, right. I, I, you had to after the first time. <laughs> Remember it, camera. Don't delete it this time. <laughs> that's, I think that's the point that really made the first episode go off the rails. But anyway. I think the NSA was listening and turned our camera yeah, off. No, you guys I, would have loved the uncut version. No, it anyway. was fantastic. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I lean on the. I always will lean on the player side, and that's something you talked about before. Was like if I'm going to be biased toward the players, and guess what? Yep, biased yeah. toward the players. Because the thing we talked about was the fact that say you're a coach and you go three and nine, you go four and eight, you somehow keep your job, but you're obviously going into the next season right. on the hot seat. Right. What is going to stop you from basically cutting, you know, gutting right. your team and go pull from the transfer portal? There would be nothing stopping you from doing that. No, you could fire your entire roster and bring in 50 kids. And like you said, the transfer portal, any, if you're Alabama or somebody like that, anybody from any school will come to you. Anybody from anywhere. You can pick up all the best players from every team you played all season and rebuild your roster. Do you really? Nobody. Do you, who wants that? No one wants that. The coaches want that. Yes. <laughs> that's where I'm at. That's where I get. That's where I get fired up and angry. I'm also angry about the technical difficulties we're facing today. That just sort of added to. <laughs> that was the cherry on top. Well, the thing we talked about, and I thought you made a really good point, was that you know they talked about well maybe we don't get rid of this cap. We rethink it. Maybe it's a two-year cap where it's a certain number. Right. But the thing is, the bottom line is, no matter what kind of regulations or rules you put in coaches are going to do everything they can right, right, right. to work their way around it i mean that's why the rules are there that's why the rules are there in any sport you're right. going to work up to that line and maybe cross it here or there you know right. when you can when you think you can get away with it because it's really about manipulating the numbers because right. it's you know back counting uh signees which i've had to sit down and really like study because it's like a whole you know right. well there was five places in this class so we can you know it's it's just Roster manipulation. They call it roster management. That's not really what it is. It's <laughs> roster manipulation right. to make the numbers work so you can make the most and maximize right. what space you have given you know the limitations and with 85. Do you want to just trust the coaches? There's millions of dollars on the line for them. No, I don't I trust mean, them. They're going to do it. I think and even the best coaches, like at the same point, you're – more often than not, going to work in your best interest. Right. But that's, I mean, that's what they're there for. Right, right. And like you said, so Texas State once had a all-transfer signing that's what class? The, that's what this past signing class, their right. spring, didn't add any high school right. guys. It was all transfer. Yeah, so when someone's on Twitter replying to me and they're like, oh, you really think they'll cut all those players? And, like, somebody will. Somebody will. I mean, think about there's like a th 130 teams. You right. can't. Somebody going to do Somebody it. in a bad situation. Right. Is going to say, all right. Like we say, hey, you maybe you have a four-year contract. You're at the end of your third year. You go three and nine or whatever, and then you have, then you want to you want to deplete you want to redo uh, your entire roster to convince all the boosters and everyone else that there's hope on the horizon, right? You would do it. And in fact, 
Not going to say any names. It happened here at Auburn with a certain athletic program recently with a former coach rehauling the entire roster. It would happen in football too. Yeah. And I think that the point to be made is, one, you know, it's a good story that we're talking about. Like, it's not, like, done in bad faith or anything like that. And the no. Con- and the conversations we've had, you know, and you've had on social media were all positive discussions about it. But right. it's a point of, like, really think about it from the player's perspective here. Right. Right. Now, the athletic may be... (laughs) Let's be careful. I know a lot of people listening, or both people that are listening, might have canceled their subscription. (laughs) Maybe like this time last year. I don't know why, you know. But Nicole and Max... uh, Good people. Well, yeah. I've had Max again on the podcast. Well, you do the story, and now we know what those coaches think, right? It's not not about the story. Yeah. It's about what they said in it, and now we know what they said. Yeah. Right? Agreed. I mean, because we talked about... (laughs) And there's a lot of coaches in there, and we're not going to isolate any one of them. But somebody will take advantage of this, and... I mean, I don't want to point fingers, but Missouri State's got Bobby Petrino. So <laughs> that's, that's where my focus is completely. I'm just locked on see what Bobby does. But uh, but I won't name any other names just because, I mean, I think it's pretty fair to throw Bobby under the bus. Dude, they, uh, dude I don't know, man. It'd be messy. It'd be messy. And that's my thing, man. It's like there someone on Twitter was like, and most of it was a healthy discussion, but someone on Twitter was like, well, you know, the, the players have so much power now. Now the coaches need to get some power back. And I said, no, they don't. There's no, a, they don't. There's not an infinite amount of power. I'm, like on the, a, I'm on the tug-of-war side where I want the players to have all the power. Like, and, I don't care. And, you know, the thing we talked about, you know, you had mentioned like a union. Well, they don't have those. And right, right, me right. saying that Pat Fitzgerald just kind of shifted uncomfortably <laughs> in his chair. Like, just felt yeah. a cold chill go down his back. Because in these stories, you know, there's no representative of the players because there, there isn't one, because one doesn't exist. There's yeah. not a, a leader of the Players Association or, or anybody you can – Derek Fisher yeah. walking through that door. There's no, <laughs> no one you can, like, talk to, right? So that's, that's one of the tough things about – that's why that's where I'm like, oh, what are the millionaires complaining about? And it's like, well, because there's no other perspective. There's nothing else we can do. I mean, of course a coach would want that. Of course a coach – of course they would. They want everything they can get because they're, they're gambling on millions of dollars trying to get their new extension. Well, uh, shifting gears uh, from the college football coaches who spend their summer playing golf to the Auburn <laughs> golfers. Hey, what a transition. Well, you know, I was just sitting there like, how am I going to get there? How am I going to do it? <laughs> That'll cheer me up. Well, I did it. Uh, Andrew Kazan from Auburn with a Kozan really – Yeah, Kozan. I'm sorry. Uh, saying it, you know, from the first take. Well, I assume it's like Alex Kozan, the football player, yeah, but I don't know. I think you're right. Uh, sorry, Andrew uh, Kozan, no, you're good. Uh, he is qualified for the U.S. Open. Uh, shot a four under over 36 holes on Monday. Uh, and now we assume he's on a plane. I would think he's got a quick turnaround. That was the thing that we were kind of drawn to looking at this. U.S. Opens next week. Yeah. I think it starts like <laughs> Wednesday or Thursday. There's not, uh, you know, it's a pretty quick turnaround from him playing that and playing in some, you know, high pressure situations because there was like 75 people in that sectional for quali- you know, trying to qualify for six spots. Was so, in Flor- Jupiter, Florida? Yeah, Jupiter. What? What a great name for a town. Absolutely. We could dive into that at some other point. But uh, <laughs> uh, 
Kozan uh, goes down there and plays well and finishes second in that sectional, and he's getting ready to go to the U.S. Open and get ready to go play over uh, in at Torrey Pines in San Diego. Yeah, that's crazy, the turnaround, like we said. And, like, I mean, he's going to have practice rounds, right? So, like, he's got to be on the plane, like, right now. He's got to be going up there because we've had it before with, like, Javon Rebula, I think, went to the Masters, and it's like, all right, qualified for the Masters next spring. That'll be a lot of fun in eight months, right? Yeah. But this time it's like, no, pack your bags. Like, they're like, <laughs> You haven't left yet? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Thank goodness he didn't have a final or anything to do. So, yeah, uh, yeah that's that's pretty crazy and a, a crazy turnaround. And, uh, yeah, busy summer for Auburn sports. And Auburn has – Auburn Swim has two – you know, on the national stage here. These are, you know, outside of NCAA competition, right? How about this? You have two Auburn swimmers who are still at the U.S. trials – which is pretty interesting. I think they're on the outside track there, uh, but who knows what could happen. And then you have Suni Lee, cousin cousin Suni, at the uh, at, at uh, you know uh, she's gearing up for the U.S. trials for gymnastics. She's on the inside track. We might have ourselves an Olympian here. So uh, yeah, so that's that's a lot going on for Auburn sports even during the off season. Don't tell us there's an off season. There there is we'll a bunch of one, and we'll be we'll be you know working with that, and then. Uh, before we know it, SEC Media Days will be here, and we'll be getting ready for the football season. So it's uh, it's going to be nonstop, but that's the way we like it. Keeps uh, sports stories in the in the paper and keeps us employed. So I'm not complaining. Before then, Jordan, let's let's wrap this up. Absolutely. Uh, what <laughs> we we talked about? I went to wrestling last week. I talked about that. So where are we trying to go for the rest of the summer? What are we going to do before SEC Media Days looming upon us? I looked at the calendar earlier. And it's like we have three weeks, and then it's, it's July, which yeah. is basically football season. Yep. Because it's basically August, which is basically September. Basically. So, <laughs> what are we trying to do before then? What are we trying to get done? My big to do. So last week went to a Braves game for the first time this year, and you know, kind of had the same experience that you had, where you know, I woke up the next day, I was like, oh, I don't have a voice. Like, yeah, hey, right. What's this like? It's been a minute. I missed it. So uh, Braves games checked off. The big thing now for me is I want to go to a NASCAR race. Grew up going to races every year. Um, haven't been in at least probably six or seven years. So looking at Atlanta, Talladega is probably a, a you know a long shot just because um, I think that's going to be during football season. There's a few other local races. I think Charlotte's got another race. Bristol would be another like bucket list one because I've always wanted to go to Bristol but uh, I think that's the big one for me I want to go to a NASCAR race and also take my girlfriend she's never been to a NASCAR race and you know go into a race I would tell anyone who's got even a faint amount of interest in NASCAR go into a race compared to watching it on TV it's night and day you do not get a good sense for how fast the cars are going how little bit of room there is between the cars it's just and it's a whole experience yeah for good reasons and bad, you got people that are doing all kinds of crazy. I'd say that's the same as wrestling, like seeing yeah, it in that's person. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, it's this different. It's also attractive to rednecks. So yeah. hey, man. I mean, hey, that's us. I've always said you can't make fun of rednecks unless you are one, and I are one. <laughs> so, you so yeah, <laughs> it's a throwback. But uh, yeah. but yeah, so I think NASCAR is on there, and, and Justin, you had mentioned it too. Uh, I gotta uh, go to a wedding, I, man. Yeah, do it. Tell, tell us all about I it. I got I gotta go to Men's Warehouse and get fitted like this week. I gotta get that figured out. I've been delaying it. So. And it's been a while since you've been in a wedding. How does right? that? I've only been to one. I've only been to my brother's. Yeah. So I've only done the one, which is, which I don't count. And I've been, I've been trying to go to a wedding. Re- you want one without responsibilities, which right. is the best kind of wedding. I want to go to a wedding. I want none of my family to be there. That's terrible. And you know, I want to get drunk. So anyway, <laughs> that's. <laughs> I'm excited. I can finally go to a wedding. You know, none of my friends. 
getting married, so I finally got one. Hey, uh, bunch of bums, is, man. This is, <laughs> this is Royal, who I worked with in at the Odessa American, so I got to go back to Texas, and we'll go back to West Texas. It's in Lubbock, but hopefully I can go down to Odessa for a couple days. We'll see. It's in August. That'd be nice. But, uh, You're going to leave me for fall camp, but that'll be all right. But I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, but, yeah, I got I to get fitted. Does that, like, take a long time? How does it work? I would, I mean, it's... Should take like fifteen twenty minutes. Just my advice would be when you go, make sure and walk around in you know the suit and the pants. Because uh, I made the mistake the first wedding I was in. You can stand in it good, but uh, I stood in it and then I started walking around. I was like, "Well, this is way too loose." So I was like uh, having a panic of like the pants were like super loose. So I had to, uh, and there was no belt loop. So um, so I had to be real creative with the and did not dance that night. I'll tell you that because I would have would have have. But I had some issues, but yeah, that'd be my advice, and yeah, it shouldn't take 10 or 15 Am I going to owe them money? Anyway, we can talk about this after. <laughs> this will be the third podcast we record today. What do you think? <laughs> well, let's wrap this thing up. We're stir crazy. Yeah, we're ready to get out of here. But, uh, our, uh, so our SD card ran out of battery halfway through this thing. So it ran out of room, and it just was a whole ordeal. Out, but we made it. Battery, ran out of room. I'm sorry. So sorry we're jostled, but uh, we did the best we, we could. We did great. I'm proud of us. I think we did a great job. And until next sure. time, I'm Jordan Hill. That's Justin Lee. Until we come back, take care.